Yo, what up, everybody? This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 10, Episode 10. Hope you all been having a good time out there. Uh, weather's been pretty decent. Surf hasn't been. I know that. Um, I haven't been getting as much time in the water. I have a couple of friends in town. Been uh, been doing the the typical uh, thing where you know you basically want to show everybody the cool stuff and 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 make sure they steer away from the shitty stuff in town. But I've still gotten out there a couple of days. Um, just got back from surfing breakwater uh, in Venice, which was it was kind of shitty, but you know at least I had some fun. Um, but in general, I think it's been pretty flat. Everyone's been kind of bummed about how the second half of the summer's worked out here in LA. Uh, but I think there's a little bump coming. Um, but again, that's been <laughs> that's been all summer where, you know, we've been seeing these little pulses on the maps and radars and thinking it's going to mount any, anything, but it winds up being nothing. So in this week's episode, we have an interview with Jack Sabala of Night Train Surfboards. Uh, Night Train makes some of the coolest looking and most interesting uh, shape boards out there. I really like what they do. I first found out about them uh, through Instagram, how a lot of people are finding out about shapers. Uh, so this is an interview I did with him uh, back over at his house in Orange. Uh, he was kind enough to let us uh, step in there and talk about shaping and where it came from and all that kind of stuff. We're also going to go over some short takes at the end, some stuff we found on the internet. Uh, Nathan Odenfield's new movie he's released, a couple other little things that have been popping up here and there. But again, this is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. And with that, I'm just going to slip into some tracks, a little ghost face. Uh, this is going to be kind of woo heavy. Uh, episode because a new Wu-Tang album was announced in October, so I'm a little hyped on that. But anyway, uh, I'll check in with you guys later and hear some tracks. Peace. Shine. 
Mine, shipping on the Moet, laid up Ray Gambino, mastermind the plan, Tony Stark's cappuccino, develop while you're heavy, swelling up one for the nation, blinded by the ice while I release the confrontation, Don the holy fat bags of weed, ravioli, pasta, bodyguard the killer B songs like Kevin Costner, infrared all inside your bumper roster, Capadonna pimp the derby like the mobster. Johnny Quest uh, from ASCAP to NASDAQ. Get that money sack. Uh, these habitats ain't no place to raise a family at. These alley cats be at war with these dirty rats. So watch your back when you come to the slum. There ain't nowhere to run from the iron of the lung. Phases on stunt. I be giving it the sun. My plague spares no one. My Uzi weighs a ton. Doc. 
Send crews back to the shoe shine box. Connect the dots. My description: black male, yellow de mellow. I make it hard for MCs to run neck and elbow with Dio, Pino Cole, Bebo knows to duck when he hit a bite with the squeaky clutch. Swallow this hard act to follow. You can parachute off my slang and use my rhymes to toggle. I'm tense, so smooth I can't be fingerprinted. I stomp harder in slow motion. Then fuck your applaud, bitches still rush me like they rushed the store before Soul Train Award. The corporate law, whoever ain't raw, get their hand chopped by Jamal with the Wu sword. My crew specializing, snaking your bitch, robbing you while you on the floor, shaking this shit. I'm doing me now, do you? Yo, who you? Die. I bomb shit to the conflicts, cruise you. I be the black Amino, I mean yo, I'm supreme like the team show with your page of cream folk. To see you sit down. Yo, nah, we get the fuck up. And lead the one your way. Then take up from Usher. Uh, That's right, six double low with chrome pipes. U.S. Marshals out the pin us up like snipes. Throw it and drive. Fuck taking me and meth alive. Hey yo, you lick that away. You lick out the other side. Inside, if that ain't 
girl, you won't disapprove. And I'll promise that you'll never forgive me. Hmm. Now what's the title to fit me? A champ like Tyson, a captain like Kurt. No, employee of the month, cause yo, I do work. The K-A-N-E is on the J-O-B, an expert. Cause I get a D-O-N-E. So lights, camera, action, all hell the one that gets the job done. I work. I work. I get the job done. I work. If you love hip hop, rub your titties if you love big pop. But gotcha, open off the words I say because. Now, who smoke more blunts than a little bit? What did you, an idiot? Listen to the lyrics I spit like M1s. Got mad guns up in the cabin. Cause these ain't the ones for the dipping and dabbing shit. I make it happen. You got your ass caught or your soul was fire. From the Honda Passport or the MP. What if you see? Then I miss you. I blow up spots like little sisters. Go on, grit your teeth. Go on, bite your nails. Took the cute, the cools like Murray. My killers be the most beautiful. Junior Mafia click thick like Luke Dan. Niggas grab your gats, bitches take a glance at the look to one Pulling over in the land over playing big woolly style with the chauffeur You know what I mean? Stack the green, read all between the lines A nigga act up, makes the bathroom hard to find Niggas, grab your dicks if you love hip-hop Bitches, rub your titties if you love big pop Gotcha, open off the world, I say because Niggas, grab your dicks if you love hip-hop Rub your titties if you love Big Papa Gotcha, open up the world to save my I'm surrounded by criminals, heavy rollers, even the shiesty individuals. Smoking skunk and mad fillies, beating down Billy badasses, cracks and stacks and masses. If robbery's a class, bet I pass it. Shit get drastic, I'm burying your bastards. 
Big Papa never softening Take it to the church, rob the preacher for the offering Leave the fucker coughing up blood in his pockets like rabbit ears Covet the wife, Kleenex for the kids' tears Versace wear, Moschino on my bitches She whipping my ride, counting my ones, thinking I'm riches Just the way players play, all day, every day I don't know what else to say I've been robbing niggas since running them was singing Here we go, snatching ropes at the Roxy homeboy You didn't know my flow, detrimental to your health Usually roll for self, I have sun riding shotgun My mind's my nine, my pen's my Mac 10 My target, all you whack niggas who started rapping Junior Mafia, Stilo, niggas know the half Caviar for breakfast, champagne, bubble baths Running up in pretty bitches constantly The smalls, bitch, who the fuck it was supposed to be? Niggas, rap your dicks if you love hip-hop Rub your dickies if you love big pop Gotcha, open up the world for silver cars the bodega porter group podcast this is volume 10 episode 10 i hope you guys been digging the tracks put a little uh player's anthem in there junior mafia biggie why not should be fun good summer jams as far as i'm concerned i think it's always good to put a little bit of biggie here and there on your playlist Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to go to our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, where we list all the tracks. We list uh, the links to things we're talking about and people we're talking with, uh, some other funny stuff. Uh, we've been finding all kinds of things, uh, so there's stuff up on there. Now I'm going to get into the interview I did with Jack Sabala of Night Train Surfboards. I found Night Train Surfboards a couple of years ago. 
uh, just randomly because Mike Sciordia was uh, testing out one of their models and there was a video they posted and I was like, shit, that fucking sled looks ill. And I got to check it out and found them on Instagram and they had all these amazing boards uh, that were just popping off the page uh, for two reasons. One, uh, the the resin work is insane and two, the the outlines were pretty sick. Uh, got a chance to see some of their boards at a couple of shops, including Icons of Surf and Catan over in in uh, Huntington Beach. And I was just amazed at how interesting these boards were for being inspired by traditional logs. Uh, and then when I started getting into uh, finding out more about them, I saw all the other shapes that uh, Jack was working on. Uh, so this is an interview I did with him over at his house. He was gracious enough to have me over. I think that was really nice. His house is pretty dope um, in orange. I love the mid-century modern aesthetic because it's a, it's very genuine, the one he's working on with his wife in his home. It's not this kind of like store-bought, like, oh, I got to have an Eames share in the corner bullshit that you see in a lot of places, but it's, it's really authentic. Anyway, here's the interview. I hope you guys enjoy. Like, where were you born and where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Orange. Okay. And I uh, pretty much lived here all my life. Okay, cool. Yeah. And how did you originally get into surfing? Uh, my cousin had a surfboard, and we were at the beach one summer, and uh, he took me out on it, and after not too long, like, I got up, uh-huh. and I was, like, psyched after that. So, so it wasn't, like, hard in the beginning for you? No, I mean, <laughs> n- no, because I was, like... I th- I think I was like nine at that point, and then for when I turned ten, I got a board for my birthday. Oh wow! Um, and then it was bitching too. It was uh, like a five nine Sean Stussy. Oh shit! Like thick, like probably like mid eighties board. That's pretty nice awesome. and thick. So it was like perfect for like getting started. And then when I was young, I would just like ride the whitewash. Uh huh. I wasn't in, like, I wasn't focused on, like, trying to really, like, catch waves. Uh-huh. Like, that's just catch the whitewash and, like, ride it and stuff. And then, like, it was my buddy's birthday, and we were at the beach, like, all day, and it was starting to get dark. And I was like, oh, man, I got to go in. And I just, like, I wasn't even looking. I just started paddling, and this wave picked me up. And I, I stood up, and, like, I dropped to the bottom, and I was like, so amazed that I just like fell over and I was like oh man like I can do this like I'm like I gotta I got get one more and I gotta like ride it through and I <laughs> did like the wave after that and like it's pretty dark at this point but like I took off and like got down the line and like rode through the wave and I'm like like oh damn it's it's on you're <laughs> like that's it it clicked right yeah everybody, I think everybody has that wave that like you know, like I know for me, I, I, I actually ask that question to a lot of people. I'm like, okay, yeah, you started surfing, but it's like, you know, when was that one wave that you were like, oh, shit, this is it. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it's, it's for some people it's right away. For some people it's like years, like it doesn't happen for years. So it's interesting to hear that, um, what yours was. Um, and then did you like, after that, like you were just like addicted, like hooked? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My mom would like drop drop us off at the beach and we just like hang out up all day usually surfing like river jetties or something so where would you go um in the beginning it was like uh river jetties Uh because there was like in between the newport and huntington river like 
they didn't blackball at all. So oh, okay. That's usually where we were hanging out. Certainly. So it was like easy, like you you didn't get hassled, and like in terms of like a crowd and stuff. No. Yeah. Um. So you did that, and when was it mostly like shortboards, or was it like mix of stuff? Yeah, or? I started out just writing shortboards, and then um, for like three years, and then I think I was like thirteen, and um, we were we were staying in Newport. And uh, the ways we were at Blackie's, and the ways are super small. And uh, I decided to take my dad's longboard out. And it was crazy because, like, I, I literally like caught wave after wave after wave. It was like it's so easy to catch them. And I was like, compared to like riding a shortboard. And after that, I'm like, this is like <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. like all right, forget, like, shortboarding, that's too much work, like, yeah. so I ended up getting a longboard, and, like, that's, I pretty much just longboarded after that. Awesome, and when you first started, like, longboarding, were there any people who, like, you looked up to, or who influenced your surfing? Um, like, at that point, when I was really young, it was pro. I mean, just, like, people at Blackies. Like, people, you, you know, yeah, and stuff? Yeah, that's, but that's awesome. I mean, that's like usually like how people like learn the most stuff is the people that they're like next to. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Um, kind of thing. And when did um, and how old were you like when you really started getting into longboarding? Um, probably like four. Probably like a year after that. Um, it was crazy because I had a friend that I went to school with, and he ended up getting kicked out. And he went to this other junior high uh, with Robbie Cagle. Oh, okay. And so, like, and Robbie was like, oh, yeah, I go, I surf Blackies all the time. And he was like, oh, man, my buddy surfs there all the time. Like, I'm sure you've seen him. And then, like, time went by. Like, he's telling both of us about the other person. And then, like, we both saw each other in the water and we're like, you're Robbie. <laughs> you're Jack. And, like, and then, like, we became friends after that and, like, you know, cruising around, like, surfing everywhere. Oh, nice. And what? so when you were first surfing, did you ever think you'd get into shaping? Uh, no. Okay. No. So how, how did that happen? Um, I was going to, I was going to Waterman's to pick up a board that they glassed for me. Uh-huh. And um, they mentioned, like, oh, yeah, we need a shop kid uh-huh. to, like, you know do clean up and do little repairs and stuff like that and so I was like oh yeah like okay I'll, I'll do that and so I started work, working at Waterman's Guild um, and then just you know doing little stuff so you're just doing like repairs and cleaning up yeah just cleaning up wiping down boards doing quality control stuff and then I would just like hang out there uh-huh. at night like when the bosses left and like just buy the guys beers and like hang out and just like watch them work and like learn like stuff from them and then um i'd get board shape for me and who then, were the people who you who were there who were working there um the owner greg martz and then uh chris champion there's another laminator there and uh this guy alan who was a sander okay and so I would like stay late and like hang out with them and like learn every little you know bit of the process like because 
like in the glass shop, the way it works is like every each person does like one step of the process. Okay. So he sand just sands. This guy just laminates. This guy hot coats. And so I just like spent time like from with each guy like learning like what they did. Uh huh. And then I get my personal boards, and then I would you know practice like glassing and like doing every step of the process. So you'd shape from a blank, and then like whatever you learn from those guys. At that point, I was just um, Robbie was shaping all my boards. Okay. And then I was just glassing. Okay. Oh, cool. So I was like focused on the glassing. I'm like, oh, Robbie's shaping me good boards. Like, like, why do I need to like try to shape my own? Yeah. Like, I'll f I focus on like glassing boards. Um, at that point. Was it a huge learning curve, like when you first started, or did you just take to it normally? Um, I think. I mean, maybe there's a bit of a learning curve, but like I would have these guys like over my shoulder, like oh, cool. telling me what to do uh -huh. and stuff, or like like they would show me, and then like I'd start going, and then they were like they'd be watching me, like oh wait no, like I remember the one time I was like like I knew how to laminate, and then I was like hot coating this board, and like I like had brushed resin all over the board, and I still had resin in the bucket. And I poured it in the middle of the board, <laughs> which you don't want to do. Yeah. And, and my buddy's like, no, 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 what are you doing? And he starts, like, trying to brush all the excess <laughs> resin off, you know? So, like, I, I had those guys around to, like, you know, catch me when I was slipping up. So it was cool. <laughs> I could just imagine that scene. Um, and learning there, you're, like you said, you're mostly doing your, your, for yourself, like your personal craft. When did you start doing it for, like, other people? When did that happen? Like, not as your brand, but were you working for someone um, else? Well, as far as... Well, I, I, well, how it happened kind of was... Uh, like, the whole, like, economy crash and everything. When, and when was like, this around? Like, 2009. Okay. And so, like, there wasn't much work um, at Waterman's and, like... So they ended up saying like, oh, sorry, like we don't have any like work that we can give you. Okay. And then so I started, um, Robbie had a shop down in, um, in Costa Mesa. And I like, I went there like every day for like two weeks and was like, hey dude, like let me glass your boards here. Like we could just do it here, like right on the side of your place. And then finally he was like, like, yeah, we need all these boards on like, yeah, you can just glass them here. <laughs> and then so I started doing that for a little bit. And then um, we had like this opportunity to go to um, Japan and build oh, wow. some boards. And he was shaping them and then I was glassing them. And like me and my wife had like been plan saving up money before that. Like, oh, like, you know, like stuff isn't really good here. Why don't we just like leave and go travel for a while? Right, and I was like, idea. oh, I have this free trip to Japan, so, like, why don't you get a ticket and come, and then, like, we'll be on that, you know, side of the world, so we'll just, like, go from there and, like, travel through Southeast Asia and oh, nice. see where we end up. Yeah, smart. And so, like, that's kind of what we did. I kind of just bailed on everything, <laughs> and um, we finally ended up in India, and Whoa. my wife wanted to go volunteer at this orphanage and I knew right by that there was a like a beach with like waves uh -huh. so I went there 
um, by myself. And then I was trying to, I was looking everywhere, trying to find a place to rent a board. Uh-huh. And like, people were like, oh yeah, over here, like, oh, over there, oh, like by the German bakery. And like, I could never find it. Uh-huh. And then finally I'm like, I'm eating lunch and I asked my waiter like, hey, where, where can I rent a surfboard? And he was like, oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> and then he calls this guy over he calls this Japanese guy over and was like, oh yeah, hey, what's up? Like, oh, you want to go surf? Like, like I have an extra board for you. Like, let's go. Oh, shit. And so I hung out with this guy for like a month in India, just like surfing and like hanging out. And then like, I, like he got like a ding on his board and he ended up like getting resin and cloth from like some boat builder guys and was like, hey dude, can you help me fix this? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh yeah, for sure. And it was like at that moment I was like, like this is what I love to do. Like, right. So when I come back, like, if like I'm gonna be serious about this, like I gotta sh- start like shaping my own boards and like doing my own thing. Oh, awesome! And how, how was it sh- when you guys were when you went to Japan? You guys were shaping like at a shop or? Uh yeah, it was. Um, there was there was a glass shop there that um, that we used. Like, they were super cool, and, like, I think they probably maybe stopped production a little bit to, mm-hmm. like, let us kind of, like, take over oh, wow. and do our thing for, like, a week. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was How many boards, like, um, what do you think, how many boards did you guys, like, spit out? Um, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see, to see like, the, the Japanese surf scene, to see how much, the, like, how hyped they are on, like, you know, California shapers. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. You see it all the time. That's why I'm curious. I'm like, okay, how did that work out? Yeah. So after, so you were in India, so after India you came back here, or? Um, no, I traveled for a, a little bit more. I went to Israel, um, got to do some surfing there, which was awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, and then ended up coming home shortly after that. Uh-huh. And then um, started getting, got some more glass work, and then I went to Tim Stamps, uh-huh. who I'd known for a while, and was like, Hey dude, I really want to shape boards. Like, like, can you show me how to shape? Oh, cool. Yeah, and so finally, like, kind of took a while, and then finally he was like, "Okay, like, yeah, get in here." And so he sh- helped me shape like one of my first boards. What was that? What kind of board? Uh, it was a long board. Okay. Yeah, like a nine-two. Oh, would you still ride it today if you had it? Uh, yeah, for okay. sure. Because <laughs> sure. a lot of people, like, their first board they shaped, they're like, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to touch that. No, well, because I had shaped, like, because I, I had a guy who was like, oh, yeah, make me a board. Uh-huh. And so, like, Tim was, like, kind of lagging on me. And so I just, like, went for it uh-huh. by myself, like, not knowing what I was, like, doing so much. <laughs> and so that one didn't come out so good. <laughs> but then the one that, like, that he helped me uh-huh. actually came out, like, pretty good. Actually, not too long ago, um, I saw this girl in Malibu had it. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And she had, like, emailed me, like, a while ago, like, hey, uh, I, I bought this board, like, it says Night Train on it, like, but it wasn't, like, the logo that I'm using now. Yeah, She's yeah. like, is it? Is this, like, a real Night Train? I was like, yeah, for sure. That, <laughs> that's, that's, first... like, that's, like, one of the first boards. So. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so... You knew, like, when you shaped that first one, that's when you were like, okay, this is this is what I'm doing. This is night train. Yeah, like, I did a couple after that, and, like, Tim was like, oh, yeah, like, shape them, and, like, you know, like, 
bring them by and I'll like I'll check them out and like you know like give you pointers or like oh, cool. you know tell you like how you're doing and then um, like I had done some boards I brought this one by and like he looked at it and was like stoked he was like he was like wow this looks good like start taking orders nice and I was like oh damn so like so you I were shaping of, out of his shop no I was shaping out of uh, Waterman's Guild so you went back there and yeah. that's where you're doing it okay yeah and who were some of the people that were shaping besides you in that like what other brand uh, Bruce Jones okay that's what the was main was there yeah okay um, so you started doing it like more I mean I hate to use the word like professionally but more kind of like okay this is the real deal this is Night Train I'm doing it yeah I kind of um, I kind of like I was like okay I'm going for it but I was you know like I'm trying to like develop my shaping like you're just getting started like uh -huh. you know you're not putting out like what someone that's done thousands of boards is doing yeah. You know, so like I was trying to be like kind of holding back a little bit and like taking it slow and letting it develop organically, like more than like trying to be like, okay, like here I am, like, like buy my shit, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, like I have friends and stuff, like, okay, let me make you a board and like progressing and getting better and like before I was like full force of like, like I'm doing 50, like, 50 boards a week. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm out there like. <laughs> carry my shit you know yeah like all right here i'm gonna go do the tour and go to every shop and like here we go I'm leaving my boards. Yeah, yeah yeah which is which is probably the best way to learn right were you getting a lot of feedback from those people that you were shaping yeah yeah people were pretty stoked for sure and did, did that like influence like like in terms of like how what types of boards you started shaping or um not not really like for the most part i kind of just like make what i want to ride Okay, so it's based on what you want to go out Yeah, there. and, like, I think, especially being a shaper, it's important to, like, be your own test pilot, uh -huh. you know, and, like, know how your boards are, like, working and responding, and then you can, like, try new things. Because if you're getting feedback from just, like, a team writer or something, like, there's a bit of, like, maybe lost in translation of, like, they're saying, like, oh, like, like, the board, like... Like, oh, I think I need less rocker. Like, I want to draw out my cutbacks more. Or, like, there are certain things of, like, where, like, they don't have... They're, they're not so much, like, shapers. So they don't know, like, certain elements of, like... You know, I'm not saying for everyone. People know, but, like... They're not going to know, like, you. They're not... Yeah, they're not going to know yeah. all, like, the facets that you put into it. And, like, maybe they're recommending changes that maybe, like, you feel different. Like... Yeah, as a shaper, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important, like, for me to be like testing the boards out myself, and and being able to figure stuff out. Because then at that point, it's like you know what it's doing, right? Like, yeah. Like I understand what you're saying. Like if someone says like, "Oh, I think I need less rocker," you you know better than they do what that actually does. Yeah, yeah. And they think that like, "Oh, less rocker is gonna do this for me," when you're like, "No, that's it's not gonna do that." For yeah, you, yeah. Kind of thing. For sure. So it's like playing telephone in a way. It's like you're getting you're getting basically a blurry picture, and you're like, "Tell me what this is," and it's like, "I don't know what the fuck that is." Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, who were the first? Who were some of the early people um, that influenced you know your shaping? Um, well, not 
I, I was lucky enough to get to do um, some like finish shaping uh-huh. for Bruce Jones okay. for a while. So um, I was really like stoked to do that. As far as influencing the actual shapes, I think it just comes out of like what I feel like writing uh-huh. and kind of like, you know, it's just like an ongoing like development of like, you know, writing different things and then like, and shaping stuff and then being like, oh, I wanna like tweak it this way and like, and then get to the point of like, okay, I know like this stuff is working and then how can I like fine tune it? Okay. You know? That makes sense. This is the thing because you're so attached to, in a sense, like the boards that you're making. Have you ever had boards that you've like made for other people that you're like, um, I'd want to keep this. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe a little bit, but like for me, uh-huh. like because I have boards that I've I've like because I did the boardroom show um, uh-huh. in May, okay, and I I like I was super pumped on like all the stuff that I made, and like they were I wanted to keep them all, yeah, but this but like they were so nice I was like no like yeah. you should go in a shop like someone like deserves to like own this thing like yeah i can't just keep it for myself and then you know like i try to like if if it's really sick you know i'd rather like someone else have it i'll see you. and then like tone down like my own stuff that i'm writing okay well one of the things that i think is really like that's always stuck out to me with your boards is all the resin work that you do yeah like the and you're doing that yourself uh not a hundred percent um but I do, I do a lot of it. I was trying to do it all for a while, uh-huh. and I was really stoked on like, yeah, this is like my product, and I, I did everything. Uh-huh. But it gets to a point where it's just like too much and too too yeah. stressful. Yeah. And it's like, do I really need to hot coat this board yeah. myself? Does Does that matter? Does it? And yeah, like, does the customer care? Yeah. You know, so like, I kind of delegate some of that that other stuff to other people. I was just curious because it's like, you know, that's the one thing that stuck out to me. Like, I remember one of the first boards I saw, like someone, I think on your site, you called it kind of like the bloody nose or something. Uh-huh. And it was that, like, that, that red drip coming off the nose. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, like, dope. Like, I love boards. Like, it's totally different. And I remember seeing some of the boards actually in the Catan shop on PCH. Like, you had a, a couple of long boards in there. And, like, it was this totally weird resin work on it. And I was like, this is, like, if you're going to spend money on a board... Kind yeah, of wanted to look interesting, you know. Kind yeah, of I did like all all that all the crazy resin work, like the simpler like just tints. Yeah, like I'll have other people do, but more of the abstract stuff yeah. I do myself. Yeah, that stuff is amazing for me. It's like I think it's like the coolest thing. Like I love that kind of stuff, but specifically yours, like you know, you see a lot of people who do it, and it's just like uh, like it's like a splatter, right? And it's like kind of like uh-huh. that looks alright, but some of the stuff you've done, like it's like only on the nose, like it's yeah. all normal tint, like traditional tint, and then all of a sudden there's this like drop of color that comes from it. Like I love that because it's it's for me it's this real dichotomy of almost like when you look at the board, it's like okay, there's a traditional kind of look to it, but then there's something that's like making it like this is not traditional. Like yeah, I love that. I think it's really cool. And I try to like kind of like borderline of like. It's abstract, but yet, like, it's controlled in a way, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than, like, people see some of these abstract stuff and think, like, oh, I'll just, like, throw color on it. Yeah. And, like, and then it'll look cool. It's, like, I have an idea of, like, 
where I want this color to go yeah. and like how much splatter or something I want to get, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like all over the place. Like that, that one board that you posted recently where someone posted it, um, like I called it like the New York Knicks board because it was like that, oh, picture, yeah, that blue yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, look, I'm, a, I'm, a, like, I'm from New York. I'm a hardcore Knicks fan. So I was like, that's fucking dope. Like I would fucking love if that was my board. But you could see even in that, like it was a controlled chaos. Like there's yeah. definitely like there's, you could see that there's this like pattern to it. It's not just all over the place. I find like a lot of times when people do it, they kind of, to your point, they just like, it gets like, Overboard, like it just gets like totally ridiculous, and yeah. you're like, what? What's good? like it's too much? Because the other thing too, you got to think about when you're surfing the board. Like every once in a while, you're like looking down at your feet. You want to like kind of have markers, if you will. Like kind of, at least for me, it's kind of like when you're walking, you're like, okay, this is this marker, that's that marker, kind of thing. Um, so I, I think it's it's there has to be some like like you said like like control to the chaos, right? Yeah, kind of thing. Um, and when you first started doing your thing was that something you did right away that kind of stuff yeah definitely um like for me too it's like important for like i want the boards to like ride really good Uh but i also want them to look really good too you know like i think people are that much more hyped about a board like that looks like a a piece of art or something yeah oh totally yeah i mean it's more important it's also you like you know, you're spending a like I, for me, it goes back to this. Like, if I'm gonna spend, let's say, thirteen hundred bucks on a log, I might as well spend fifteen hundred bucks on it, and it looks better, right? Yeah. Like, like, like that's just me. Like, I, I want it to look like I'm gonna be riding this thing for years. Yeah. Like, I also like for for me the, the other reason I like a lot of that abstract stuff is like when you get a ding and you get a repair, you can't really. Tell you yeah, definitely. It's yeah. kind of one of the like I have like a board like that that's like. Like, I call it, like, acid wash. It almost looks like acid wash jeans. And anytime I've got a ding repaired on it, it's, like, you could not even tell, like, any work was done on it. Like, this is perfect. Versus, like, a totally pristine, like, solid tint board. You're, like, when you get color matching done on it, you could tell. Like, it's off. The yeah, color's off. Yeah, no matter what, there's no, like, recre- recreating that color, like, exactly yeah. to what it was. I mean, I have a board right now that, like, the, on the, the top of my car that's like that that I... I my log and it's like it's like someone like hit it with their nose underneath at venice one time and i got it repaired and it's like like when i first got it repaired the color match like looked good like i was like okay i can't really tell but now it's been like a year and a half almost two years i'm like yeah it's kind of faded i could see (laughs) i could see where that mark was um now where where do you 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 people can contact you through your site and through instagram yeah do you have any shops that you work with like more than others or um no not so much at the moment um i'm kind of just been doing custom orders mostly okay and that keeps you pretty busy yeah now are people mostly ordering logs are they ordering any of your other shapes or um yeah i'm kind of i'm pretty stoked on like the fishes that i've been making now Uh uh-huh um i've gotten super into um to twin fins lately like more like um, like kind of more Mark Richards style uh-huh. twins and I got like this twin pin that I'm pretty hyped on uh-huh. it seems like a lot of people are starting to make I, I heard make tw- uh, twins now I heard one of the I forgot who said it like why they liked it they said it feels most like skating a skateboard on a wave like that's what someone told me yeah. and I remember I was like oh that sounds kind of fun like I, I come from a skating background so uh-huh. I'm like oh maybe I need to get one <laughs> like, yeah I think I can agree with that like 
um, there's it's just like you can kind of ride them like a thruster, but like when you do your turns, it's I don't want to say it's like looser, but it's super fluid without that back fin, uh-huh. like creating drag. It just like slides right through your turns, and like I have this board that I made that I'm riding as a twin, but then you could put like a little center trailer in it. Okay. And I've pretty much just been riding um, it as a twin, and I was like, okay, I gotta try it with this little trailer in. And like, I guess maybe it's, you get a little more control, Uh but like I can feel that back fin like slowing me down. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like it might, like to your point, it's like it's keeping you more in, but maybe you don't want that right? yeah you know like on that kind of board it's like i actually i want it to be looser like it's going to be better um i have a friend of mine who, who just got um he got like a, a twin fin fish like one of the title warrants and he said it was really hard for him to first learn how loose it was but once uh-huh. he got used to it he said it was like he's like not going back to a thruster he's like no yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like he's like once you learn to control it it is the best feeling of the world he said yeah i think the trick is is that you have to have um, your back foot a little more forward whereas when okay. you're riding a thruster like you almost like want it like all the way all the way back uh-huh. but if you're riding a twin and you do that like you're gonna like kind of be doing this like wheelie thing or if you're like you're trying to drive you're, you're it's gonna be loose and slidey but if you can f- it takes a little while to find that sweet spot uh-huh. and once you do and like you feel that like you get that hold and that drive then like it it's on yeah i've i've seen a lot they even had that thing which was kind of interesting uh what was it i wanted like the wsl contest they had like a bunch of like the 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 pros basically like surf twin fins like Uh the heat like it was like for them like jordy smith and all this stuff and like they were all like hyped on it they're like dude this they were like it looked like they were having so much fun. They were like, you could tell they were like, okay, this is kind of like we need to have these boards around and stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, I like that's the thing I like. You know, the thing that I like to focus on with you know the podcast and like what I'm doing is just like kind of ride everything movement. And I think it's nice to see that there's like these ebbs and flows, right? Like, and that's a beautiful thing about learning to ride everything. It's like you might have six months to a year that you're just straight logging, and then all of a sudden you get hyped on like, oh, I want to ride hulls with a flex fin for a little while. And I want to go to this and I want to go to that. It kind of it's nice to see that and it's nice to see shapers like you making boards like that so you could have someone who's a customer of yours who might have bought a log from you and they're like hey i love this log blah blah blah, and i want to ride this other kind of board you should probably just get it from from night train which is kind of cool now have you felt like it's you have like a nice range from like logs to smaller boards yeah i think so now because i've been i mean i'm still like Longboarding, I usually go and longboard like Siano on the weekends, uh-huh. and then like during the week, I'm like surfing like Newport and the river, like on my shortboard. Okay. So I've been like super hyped on the shortboards that I've been making now, and that's like a lot of what I've been writing. Okay, awesome. Um, who are some of the other shapers that you know that? Are there like other shapers that like you talk to that that are kind of doing the same thing as you or like in terms of a community like do do you see that being out there or is it just like you doing your own thing um i think it's just kind of i'm doing my own thing um i try not to like follow too much of what other people are doing okay just because i don't want that to like influence me at all like Uh i kind of want to just like 
I mean, I'll see some of it, but like, there's other stuff that can be like a good inf- influence or like inspire inspire the shaping that has like nothing to do with like surfing. What are some of those things? Like, I I've gotten super into like mid century modern furniture, uh-huh. and like it. I kind of like came to this realization when I was like in Japan riding the train and like just thinking like it's there there's stuff about like especially like with the mid-century modern furniture like these like simple aspects of design like it it's like say like a peg a peg leg mm-hmm. like a lot of like the furniture has these peg legs and like they're not just like straight they come in at an angle right and it's like something as simple as that like that makes it like artistic yeah it changes it yeah like Danish modern, if you look at like Danish modern, yeah. like it's it's all those little details, right? They could have gone straight leg, they could have done this. Yeah. Like the little brass cap, right? Like on the leg, like those little things and how big that brass cap is. Yeah. So it's like like little aspects like that where I'm like, okay, wow, like like that little thing like makes it a piece of art rather than like, oh, if it was just like straight or something like it's it's just like a functional thing. Like it would still be a credenza. Yeah. But it's like, but, oh, I want a nicer curtain. Yeah. So, like, I've been trying to, like, do that with my shaping where I'm trying to do, like, more defining lines. Okay. Whereas, like, with like with my, um, like, a beak nose where, like, the rail stays uh, kind of a lot, like, flatter, like, through the beginning of the nose and then, and, like, super flat on top. And then it'll blend out uh-huh. into, like, a nice, like, flowing round rail. Okay. And just, like, I'm trying to keep doing, like, a blend of, like, these hard lines that, like, you know, you could look, like, from far away and you, like, you see that, like, design aspect right. into it. I mean, that's amazing that, like, because I've, I, I never thought that, you know, you never hear, like, shapers are pretty much like, oh, like, I, it's this guy that I grew up and I had this for and blah, blah, blah. So it's nice to hear that, like, you're taking this influence from something totally outside the box but it totally makes sense when you look at your boards like it totally like it makes sense that that's your thought process which is kind of cool um and ha- why other people like they don't do it everybody has their obviously own way that they work right and they have their own thing that they do some people do very traditional stuff some people do like totally like whacked out out of the fucking world shit that like i don't even know like who the yeah. fuck surfs that shit like i'm kind of like okay it's got 40 channels in it is that really gonna make a difference when yeah. you're serving trestles that much <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> maybe that is for you um are there any other things that, you know, besides like mid-century modern, is there any other things that you kind of look to, you know, like before, is there music? Is there any of that kind of stuff? Um, I don't know. Like when you go to I shape- mean, I would, uh, as far as influencing the shaping, I don't know. The style, I mean, I got kind of into old cars uh-huh. and kind of that, um, I'm not like full on like into like the rockabilly thing, but like that vintage uh-huh. like ideal of like you know records and like those like classic like pinup ads and stuff yeah. like that. Like looking at that old stuff and like I mean I I think that's kind of inspired me a bit. 
That makes sense. So I could see how like like now thinking about your boards in my head, I'm like I'm like between the resin work and the shape and like how you present your stuff. It's like definitely like this kind of like nice interesting mix. Like it's it's a post for me it's like almost like a postmodern sample of like mid century modern and like fifties. Like which is exactly what you're saying. Like it's pretty much like you're into those cars and like almost like a little bit of that like 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 I call it like garage ad culture, right? Like the pinup ads and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of cool. Like um which a lot of people, uh, what's his name, Tyler Zekian, like that's like a big influence of his. Like he races cars, like he races yeah. these like sprint cars and stuff, and you could see it in his boards. Like when all his resin work, it's like totally like it looks like oh that looks like it would be a hood of a car. Yeah, like, yeah, like, for I, sure. Like you know, um, I I go I live by a shop, so I go into a shop all the time, and it's like whenever he has new boards out, I'm like oh yeah, that's that's your thing. Like yeah, so it's nice to see that like like yourself and like him and other shapers that the personality comes out. Like, you don't see that so much. Like, you're not going to see that on a mass-produced board level. You know, like, the, the Channel Islands and all that stuff. It's a white board, blah, blah, blah. But there's no personality to it. Yeah. But I, I really get off on the fact that there are shapers like yourself and other people like that that are, you know, not selling a lot of stuff in, 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 uh, in shops, per se. But, like, there's a definite look, and you're like, wow, that's really their personality. I like what they're into, and I kind of want to have that as part of, like, my, my surfing. Besides it, to your point, you know, you're like, it's nice that it's a piece of art. It's like, you're going to spend money you want it to be a piece of art. You know, like, surfboards are not fucking cheap. Good yeah. surfboards aren't cheap. Yeah. Shitty surfboards are really yeah. cheap. Like, I hate seeing that. I'm like, I'm like don't buy cheap surfboards. Um, so I'm going to kind of end it with a question that I ask a lot of people. Um, what What's your favorite place to surf? What What's your favorite break to surf and, like, why? Um, I would probably say maybe just like the whole like trestles area uh-huh. where like within like a small stretch like you can kind of write anything you want where it's like you're at Siano like writing your log you know you can go to church and write like your log or your shortboard and then you can hit lowers and uppers and shortboard there and like it kind of has it all going for you you know it's funny it's it's that's like church is like kind of the answer that like 90 percent of people give yeah (laughs) like when i ask them it's totally like like erin ashley like mike siori like they're all like kind of like church yeah like i could surf anything there i could come with three boards no matter what the waves look like i could surf all three of them if i feel like it like it's kind of awesome and i do like my wife and i we go to sano a lot i mostly surf like four doors and like the point um but like I'm, I'm always like oh, I should just like walk over, and that's the other reason like a lot of people like it is because they're like a lot of people don't walk over this way. Yeah, <laughs> they're like it's a little bit of a hike. For sure, <laughs> it's kind of nice. Um, is there any people you want to thank? Uh, shout out. Any final words? Anything? Um, I mean, shout out to everyone at, at Waterman's Guild. Um, I was really lucky to like be able to come up through that shop and like you know be taught from like some of the best guys in the industry so i was pretty lucky with that cool and any like words of advice for people who want to start shaving um just take it slow and take your time and like i mean i i see like especially being at waterman's we see these guys like come up where they get hired as like the shop kid and they then they think like right away like you're gonna start showing them like how to do all this other stuff and like you know they just want like the cool job of like being the laminator or something and it's like like just take your time and like 
you know, pay your dues, like, you know, you'll learn, like, without, like, having to be, like, that guy that's, like, getting to, like, laminate, like, a bunch of boards for the shop, like, hey, take your time, like, these, you know, if you're cool, and, like, you pay your dues, and, like, you clean the toilets, and, you know, do some of this crap, you know, and, like, people show that, show these guys that, like, you're cool, like, hey, they're gonna start showing you things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, like, you can go that way just like you know take it slow take your time so it's also also i mean i would think to that point too it's like osmosis right like you're learning without even realizing it yeah like when you're sweeping up the floor you're seeing this thing out of the corner of your eye your brain's remembering it and then so when they show you hey this is how you do this you've already like absorbed it for like three months already and like okay you have a better understanding yeah like just doing like little you know the quality control where you're just like filling little air bubbles with resin and then you got to sand them and like you're learning how to use the machine Mm -hmm. you know and then you get comfortable with that and like okay now you can like sand your own board that's awesome well thanks for sitting down with us and uh if people want to check out your boards like check it out at instagram what's your instagram handle again night train surfboards okay and your website as well as uh night train surfboards okay awesome well thanks for sitting down with us and uh somebody pick up his boards and we'll talk to you later Thanks again to Jack for sitting down with me and uh, giving me a little bit of his time and talking about his whole process and what inspires him, what he does. Uh, I definitely suggest you check out his boards. Uh, A lot of these twins that he's been making recently are really sick and seem like a lot of fun and I'd pick them up now. uh, So you got them dialed in by the winter. Um, But again, uh, you know, support your local shapers and support uh, independent shapers. They'll make boards for you that you'll like. Uh, they'll talk to you. They'll be honest with you. And you'll get something you really enjoy instead of a board that you pick up that you think you should have. And then you wind up surfing it for a while and you hate. I know for me, my best experiences have been working with uh, small batch shapers uh, who are local to the places I surf at. Uh, so they're making boards for the waves that you want to get into. Uh, Jack is one of those people. Night train surfboards are those boards. So make sure to check them out. But with that, we're going to get back into some tracks, going to set it off with some tribe. Again, this is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 10, Episode 10. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. But with that, we're going to go on a world tour with tribe. Check in with you all later. Peace. Hold up.
a second son Cause we almost there You could be a black man and lose all your soul You could be white and blue but don't prep the road See my shit is universal if you got knowledge of Polo or Del myself See there's no one else who could drop it on the angle They're cute at that So who that, do that, do that, that, that Come on Who that, do that, do that, that, that Who that, do that, do that, that, that I'm bugging out but let me get back cause I'm wet and niggas So run and tell the others cause we are the brothers I learned how to build mics in my workshop class So give me the sword and let's not make it the last Father 
the left. Niggas wanna play games and Charlie the rest. Want a long kiss tonight to hold your breath. Niggas know I'm the shit with my Mac lipstick. Crushing the play haters with a purple navigator. Shoes alligator. My bag is two. If I was broke like you, I'd be mad like you. But you could come work for Charlie, a boss with a body. Ask anybody, I could take over Gotti. Pool by the pool, why you just another hottie? Pissy bro bitch that'll stay at this night. In the briefcase, yeah, long kiss tonight, Baltimore, get it right. For the cash, hop out the window and shoot through the ice. Ain't no love here, just the black gloves here, check it. Now I don't get involved with nothing, I can't leave in 30 seconds. But my kids, they think mommy a teacher. They don't know, but the love of this, I make the whole world trade blow. Then go, get it ready for school, like nothing happened. Here's an apple for the teacher, tell her mommy said hi. Betty won't fail you no more, one more F and he die. Even with my nails done, I can take guns apart, son. So when they come looking for this reported broke gun, dealt with birds, but I had to move on. But for memories, I tap. To the little peacock on my arm Act on how the ones be when he advanced me though So I put out mines and told dog Keep yours, yo, for real Just thinking of a way and when to get the brother They'll be long gone before the kid recovers And back around the way he'll have the chain on his neck Claiming respect just to get a rap Brothers in a circle had the kid trapped. The one with the hoodie set will hurt you. If you don't run out your Jews and pay, give up the Rolex watch or you won't see another day. See, they were on the attack. And one said, Yo, you wanna make this to a homicide rap? Make it fast so we can be on our way. Kick in the rings and everything, okay? The kid was nervous and flinching. And little Shorty with the 3-8, yo, he was inching. Closer and closer, put the gun to his head. Shorty was down to catch a body instead. Money was scared, so he panicked. 
took off his link and his rings and ran frantic. But Shorty said, nah, pull the trigger and step. It was nothing. He did it just to get a rap. Bigger. Now he's known for his trigger finger Rolling with troops of his sons like a gangster figure He's near the peak of his crazy career His posse's a nightmare, Mac and Jules and crazy gear But as we know, the things we do come back And Shorty's not peeping, others are scheming to kind of act Cause a kid that got shot didn't perish so He pulls up in the Jeep with tinted windows Too late, Shorty was caught in the mix His time ran out, his number came up, and that's it You know the rest, so don't front, the plan has been upset Some brothers gotta go out, just to get a rep So here it is, fuck it Friends are no friends, I had enough bullshit To let me clear to the end of my turn I hate worms, so I'ma bring in the fist And induce my backhand to refrain from my fist Yeah, I wish that I changed, then I could share all the main You're tripping on my ego, but all my shit is sustained Order, order, I cross the border for a spot in the sun I'm so down with myself, bitch, I can chill as a bum Home, huh, drunk, I'm so burnt that I'm beat I got my peers on my nerves, and the crowd on my feet The only one who has my back is me In reality, see, I'm constantly fighting envy When we journey through the sea, we, we Sure, I'm truly the game, I believe I bring you slipping Yeah, I might have the ego, but you'll tell me who it's tripping I know, and it shows, I can look at your nose And just tell that you're affected by the EGO On the down Who's butt soft? Gotta brush my teeth, clean my nuts off, put on the gear that I'ma wear throughout my day. But before I take a shower, I ain't ashamed to say when I think of the night before and the heat and packing. Your big brown booty, my mind starts flashing. I'm looking in the mirror with my cock on rock. Should I pursue to do you or just stroke my knot while my girl is asleep? I'm caught in a jam. Went to the bathroom with cocoa butter in my hand. Closed the door behind me, locked it very tight. Thinking of all the nasty things we did last night. Now. 
flip fly, cause you showing sky high. But to fly slip, wash you up, fly drip. My eyes cry, tears, fear her baby eagle, seagull shit falls quicker than a local hero. Zero, zero, zero means nothing. Now ain't that something? And all this time you've been wanting something for nothing. The crew is put your button, cause your frame is on recall. The homies kick the back, cause it's whack to let you fall. Well, the you're rolling in the hood, niggas that don't want you. And you fuck crazy fuck like the slut. Have the hunter, will be the one to punch your shit. I know you'll get the boot with the cars and the girls and the eagle and the Lucci. I mean, this week, I'll be lying through my teeth if I told you you was dope and your benefits was weak from an ego. Don't sleep, bro, kids are creeping with the steel and your cabin about this rapping and the caving and the grill. On the down low. On the down low. On the down low. Cause you should know about the down low. Super hoes, just keep in mind when Jimmy grows, it grows and grows and grows, so let it. But keep in mind about the epidemic when Jimmy releases, boy, it pleases. But what do you do about all these diseases? Jimmy is Jimmy, no matter what. So take care of Jimmy, cause you know what's up. Cause now in winter, AIDS attacks. So run out and get your Jimmy hats. It costs so little for a pack of three. They're Jimmy hats for the winter attack. Good for a present, great for lovers. Demonstrated by the Jungle Brothers. Protect your Jimmy and keep him fresh. They're Jimmy hats by KRS. Remember you're never too old. Jimmy is wearing a hat. Remember you're never too bold. Jimmy is wearing a hat. Do me a favor. Wear your hat. So Jimmy, we'll have the opportunity to come back. Well, Red Alert is down with BDP. You're all about Jim Browski. Huh. I don't want to hear that you're not with it. Turn around and see your butt in a clinic. Yeah. Having doctors just poke at Jimmy. Let me express what now what's in me. Too many people take too many risks. Too many people I see get dissed. Yes. Jimmy hats are now in style. Cause you can't trust a big butt and a smile. Huh. Some are dry and some lubricated. Many companies make and made it. So all you super hoes wear your hat. Cause dripping Jimmy's is straight up whack. Mind about Jim Browski, Jimmy Hats by BDP. The J, the I, the M, the M, the Y, the J, the I is Jimmy.
Welcome back, everybody. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 10, Episode 10. Hope you guys are having a good time. Thanks for joining us uh, for the interview, for some tracks, for other stuff. Uh, actually want to say thanks for the big support everyone's been giving. Uh, we've had a lot of people just kind of randomly contact us uh, to do stuff, and it's been really cool. Fans, a lot of people we thought would never be fans of ours, so we're really happy about that. Uh, so it's been a really fun last 10 episodes and I'm looking forward to seeing where we're going to go with this. Uh, with that, I'm going to start off with a couple of short takes. First short take is to let everybody know that we are going to be involved with the hot dogger championship that's happening October 7th. Uh, it's a longboard contest, uh, put on by a couple of friends. So we're the official or one of the official media sponsors. And we're gonna be doing interviews there for a podcast episode. We're gonna be playing, I think, an hour or two of music. I think we have a collab t-shirt that we're doing with someone uh, that we're keeping under wraps for a little while. But uh, make sure to check out our page at uh, bodegabordergroup.podbean.com for a link to a video that's a, a, a recap of all the good logging that went down in 2015. And we're hoping that this year, because there was no uh, there was no duct tape invitational in California, that we're going to get a lot of people to come to this one that would have came to that. Uh, there's a lot of money being put up, so that that's going to increase uh, people wanting to come. But definitely check them out on Instagram, Hot Dogger Championship. Uh, check out the links we post. Uh, we're going to be talking to to Ed, who's organizing it. In the next couple of weeks, have him on the podcast to talk about it and let you all know a little bit more about it. Our second short, short take has to do with Nathan Oldfield's new movie that he came out with uh, recently that you can find on Vimeo, and we have a link to it. It's called The Church of the Open Sky. It's a little different than uh, some of his other films in terms of you know how it's arranged, but it's still got that same feel that his other films have, which I always dug. Uh, I think his films almost look like still photography, like modern surf still photography. And he has great people always involved with uh, the films. Um, I think you should check it out. I think it's worth the buy. Uh, at least check out the trailer. There's a lot of great people in it. Uh, Dave Rasta's in it, uh, Belinda Banks, CJ Nelson, Alex Nost, Neil Purchase Jr., Devin Howard. Uh, that's just to name a few, but I definitely suggest you check it out uh, because it's it's shot on location in like Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Sri Lanka, some places that we don't get enough footage of. So I would go over to our page, check out the link that we posted up and buy it. Final short take this week is about the Woo. Guess who's back? New album coming out. It was announced the other day. Uh, Pretty excited about it. It's coming out supposedly October 17, um, and it's got supposedly some ODB stuff, some Sean Price stuff on it. Uh, I don't know how I feel about getting people from Dead onto hip hop tracks, although we're gonna play one from Sean Price uh, at the end of this podcast. But uh, you know, after hearing about that fucking pharma douche that supposedly bought that Wu-Tang album and never released it or whatever the fuck he did. So we lost one. Uh, so RZA said it's basically going to be a masterpiece. And I kind of trust things he has to say. I'm excited about this almost more than I was excited about hearing about the second Wu-Tang album that everybody waited for. So we have a link to that article and uh, check it out of what RZA has to say and wait a couple of weeks and it'll be out. 
So that's it for this episode of the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. And again, listen, I want to thank everybody for being really chill and really down with us and getting us involved in the surf community. I think it's been great. You know, the whole point of this thing when I started it was really to kind of cast a little light on the fact that a lot of times surfing can be very judgmental and uh, pigeonholed. And I'm really happy to see how many people have come out of the woodwork to show me show me the exact opposite. Now, granted, they're the minority, and that's not going to change <laughs> what we do here and why we do it. Um, we're going to keep doing and trucking along because there's enough goons. There's enough, you know, uh, just, you know, meatheads out there surfing for the wrong reasons who do, aren't aware of culture, aren't aware of the history, have no respect, uh, you know, are stuck on their, you know, thruster, trifin, shortboards. That's all they know uh, instead of opening their minds. And, you know, our goal here is, you know, not just to focus on logging, but to focus on like all surfing, um, even the stuff that they do and show that, you know, the beauty of surfing more than any of these other lifestyles is that you can do so many different things with it. You know, you could go from logging on, you know, a 10-0 nose rider at San O to riding a hull at Rincon to riding, you know, a short board at lowers, to riding a single fin, you know, at V-Land in, in, on the North Shore. And that's just a sample of it. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to expand on that and not close your mind. And we're hoping that through what we're doing, we can kind of push people in that direction and say, look, you know, there's a whole world out there that you don't have to ignore, that you could have fun with. And also eliminating that judgment call on it. You know, people who are like, oh, that's fucking whack. You're, you're surfing a log or you're surfing a fish or blah, blah, blah. And it's like the whole reason I think I got into skating and surfing and all that is because I didn't give a fuck what anyone thought. You know, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. And I think we should all not give a fuck what anyone thinks and do our own thing. And hopefully through this podcast and through all the stuff, projects we're doing with other people, that's going to come out. And like I said, it's great to see some of these people like Joel Tudor, like Mike Sioria, like Tyler Herzikian, like, you know, Cassia, like all these people who are like being supportive and getting the word out. So I want to thank them. And, uh, you know, I also want to, you know, say like it's been a great fun adventure meeting everybody. And I am looking forward to what the next, you know, year or two uh, holds for us. Uh, But with that, we're going to end it. We're going to lay out some lay down some more tracks for everybody to listen to. And I'm going to leave you with, you know, our parting words, which is don't bust a craze on a wave. You know, there's no need for it. You don't need to get all hyper and aggro and crazy with people. There's always another wave after that one. Smile at your fellow surfers. I know that sounds really corny, but it's going to make your session a lot better. It's going to make your post session a lot better. It's going to make your life a lot better. You know, um, just do it. And with that, I'll check in with you guys uh, next week. Remember to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. And thanks for the love and enjoy the tracks. Peace. Me. You know, you really had to be saying something and saying well when I first came in the game. Now they say anything, so 
I can tell that these kids don't have a lot of schooling, man. They sound like idiots. I'm nice. I don't care what they say, long they go, yo. Come on, Pete, go in. I can live with that. Better rapper, Beretta Clapper, the clever bastard Metal masher, devil laughter, cheddar after After the gold and after that the platinum, no After you sold and after that I clap them, yo uh, Make your backspin, the full bus back when Used to backspin for cold crush I'm so tough, some dumb guy Gonna die for show enough, plus the kung fu fly I'm up to spar, I'm up to par I fuck up your jaw like fucking Paul Ping, ping Veteran Ninja, Michael Dudukoff, the American Ninja. Insane with the best flow, holler. Private planes with craft flow, dollar. You hear Sean work the beat. I'm the truth, and Duke is just a circus. Dead or alive, y'all niggas can't fuck with Pete. Bernadette in the lead, who the fuck you be? Fronting on Pete, you get your head busted quick. Many niggas claim loyal, but they all full of shit. Gorilla the beat, D set P, ring the bells in the streets. Plus the greens, y'all niggas can't fuck with Pete. And Perry is rest, Sean is the best. Punch in your chest, put you to rest, bitch. bitch. Full fit for your face, and your faculty of fuck boys fall fit in your face. Shitting, mortician sipping on grapes. Prepaid, premeditated, murder the ape. Hey, hey. Ain't your kin folks, aka the ape in the window. A trafficking thing, don't you? A Budweiser African King poster. I'm doing my damn thing. That nigga's claim king, and they doing the damn thing. Uh-uh. That's my word to my moms, I never heard their one of your songs Fuck out of here And I don't dislike you I dislike the dude who said I dislike you Long kiss, long fifth bitch goodbye Can't fuck with Pete, new fish to fry Dead or alive, y'all niggas can't fuck with Pete Bernadette in the lead, who the fuck you be? Fronting on Pete, you get your head busted quick Many niggas claim loyal, but they all full of shit Gorilla the beat that P, ring the bells in the streets Plus the greens, y'all niggas can't fuck with Pete And Perry is rest, Sean is the best Punch in your chest, put you to rest, bitch, bitch. If I slap a nigga, you can hear that shit across the street <laughs> Word is about I got kicked out of school for that The principal suspended me like, what was that? Like, I got arrested for noise pollution So
up, lady, how the tree keep calm Ring the alarm, and how the sound is dying Whoa, hey, remember this sound, it's a talk of the town Talk of the country, hey Rock me, Sir Charlie, rock me, Smunchy Talk of the country, so Ring the alarm, and how the sound is dying I know, I know Ring the alarm, and how the sound is suffering Whoa, hey Watch the sound, man, a timber Watch the sound, man, a pray Watch the sound, man, a timber Watch the sound, man, a pray Ring the alarm, and how the sound is dying I know, I know Ring the alarm, and how the sound is suffering Whoa, hey Sound a little of that Rock is the common, rock is the pattern Rock the white, and rock up the black Sweet reggae music on, pandy attack, yes Pandy attack it on, pandy attack Sweet reggae music on, straight non-stop Ring the alarm, and now the sound is dying Whoa, hey, ring the alarm And now the sound is suffering Whoa, hey, some sound sound like a big jump on Dancing in any session Rock the woman and move up the man Ring the alarm And now the sound is suffering Whoa, hey Ring the alarm And now the sound is dying